This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And a very warm welcome to the Total Saints podcast. We are the weekly Saints podcast, your home for all things Southampton Football Club. This podcast is being live streamed on YouTube, Facebook, X and on Twitch. Our podcast is supported by our loyal Patreon community. Without you, we couldn't make this show each week. And thanks to Mark Littlewood, who's joined our Mick Shannon tier this week. So welcome along, Mark. I've got all the details on how you can become a patron coming up very soon. A huge thank you as well to Pitta Self-Drive for sponsoring this episode. Pitta Self-Drive are a homegrown Southampton business. They've been trading since 1985. And the good thing is they're also lifelong Saints fans. Now, you might have seen their name around St. Mary's. They currently advertise on the big screens and they do loads to support the Saints Foundation as well. Not only that. They also quite like the podcast, which is handy. Now, they offer cars, vans, trucks and minibus hire at very reasonable rates. They're flexible on short-term or long-term rental needs. They always are there to help if you have any questions and they operate a 24-hour drop-off service. Now, they're offering TSP listeners 10% off your rental with the code TOTALSAINTS and that's all one word. You can use that code when you book online or just quote the code when you're booking over the phone. You can find out more and you can get in touch via the website which is pitterselfdrive.co.uk or do give them a call on 02380 if you've missed any of that information it's all in the podcast show notes and in the youtube description coming up this week on the podcast a point away at Watford probably isn't a bad result but it certainly felt the opposite when that final whistle eventually went yesterday gonna dissect that game first uh, the midweek football is back with a trip to Coventry on Wednesday Mark from the All Things Sky Blue podcast is going to join us a bit later to preview that one and we wrap up the week with the last home game before Christmas going to preview Saints versus Blackburn Rovers my name's Martin Stark and I'm joined this week by Steve Grant who is the owner of Saints Web. Alfie House is senior Southampton reporter for the Daily Echo and Glenda LaCour is the writer of the blog League One Minus Ten. Underpinned by our TSP patrons, this is episode 255 of the Total Saints podcast. Your home for everything Southampton FC. From dedicated Saints insight to exclusive interviews. Live on YouTube every Sunday and available to download wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the Total Saints Podcast. So first up, our weekly shout out for the Patreon community whose monthly contributions support the show. There are four tiers ranging from £5 to £20 per month. And aside from supporting the podcast, each of those tiers has different perks like access to an ad-free version of the pod. There's also exclusive TSP t-shirts and merch bundles. There's the TSP FPL and you also get access to some of the TSP events and much, much more too. So if you want to get involved in supporting TSP each month, just head over to patreon.com forward slash total saints podcast to find out more again all the links are in the podcast show notes and the youtube description 
option. So let's go and we'll start with this, shall we? Uh, Saints extended their unbeaten run in the championship to 12 games with that one-all draw at Watford. But that last-minute equaliser was pretty hard to take. Uh, Steve, you were there when the dust settles. Is that still going to be seen as a good point? I mean, we're not going to know that until some way down the line, I suspect. I mean, at the end of the day, we didn't lose, which uh, going into half-time, it felt quite possible that we could have done because midfield kind of fell apart for... 15 minutes before half time really but it was it was a really strange game in that it was really wide open and yet neither side created very much at all both sides got into decent positions final ball was either the final ball was bad or in fairness there was some good defending on both sides I thought Bednarek was excellent for us at the back two really vital uh, sort of block uh, sort of interceptions on crosses in the first half uh, right in front of us uh, which basically uh, prevented a tap in for um, for them and um, yeah, but I think once once you're one nil up, and especially when you get that deep into the game, and at that point Watford didn't really look like they knew what how they were going to break us down in that injury time period. I mean, eight eight minutes went up, and I I kind of thought, well, I mean, you could have you could have announced eighteen, and I wouldn't have been overly concerned, especially the way that we've been managing um, injury time in games where we've had one goal leads um, this season. We've generally generally. Um, managed it pretty well, mm. I think. So yeah, that was it. Was obviously dif- disappointing the way it came, but I mean, it's still kind of just a shot to nothing. That I think everyone, despite everything last season, I think everyone's surprised that it's gone in. Bazuni was excellent, I thought, for ninety-four minutes yesterday, and um, he was he was as much to to kind of be lauded for for us holding the one nil leaders as anybody on the pitch really and yeah so it's obviously disappointing that um the way he's kind of dived over the top of that but i think it certainly looked like on the replay on the big screen that basically he just didn't have his feet um in order um at the time where the lads hit the shot i think he's taken a little bit by surprise that he's he's hit it so early um it's come through i think harbour bellis's legs and yeah he's just he's just missed it um, it's annoying, but yeah, it's at the end of the day, it's a, it's a point, and we've we've actually opened up opened up a further gap on the teams below us. So that's that's kind of consolidating the top four, really. But yeah, just annoying that the three above us won, and yeah, so we've lost, we've obviously lost ground on them. Yeah, I mean, Alfie, there seem to be reoccurring themes that that come up every week, and at the moment, it's that need to create more, isn't it? Get you know, get that goal and then try and push on. What was your take on the game yesterday? I think you should have uh, gone to Glenn first after only had about five minutes of him um, last weekend. <laughs> but I felt you know, very much the same as um, Steve really. They, they struggled in the first half, didn't they? There was, you know, there was next to no space, no penetration. I think Watford put a lot of balls into the box, but I think as Steve alluded to, not too many big chances. Gavin Dunu saving probably the only one. And I thought they made a good change at halftime, Southampton. I thought bringing Charlie Alcaraz off, who was having a difficult day and couldn't seem to, to just find the man 10 yards in front of him. And they brought a natural wide man on and I think in the first half, I only saw maybe Carl um, and Ryan Manning get one cross in each. And then in the second half, you've got a lot made of natural wide Matt Adam Armstrong on the right, um, Ryan Fraser on the left. And obviously the goal comes from um, the ball from the left as well. So, you know, I think it was it was an improved second half. But then at the same time, they didn't have a shot for the last 20 minutes of the game. And I think Watford had four or five in that time. And, you know, Russell Martin felt that his team would get the second goal. Um, and they had moments, but there was I think there was one where you know we missed Flynn Downs obviously so much. Um, not being available was a huge miss. And there was one specific moment where Shay Charles had an opportunity to make it a two uh, two on one with Ryan Fraser, but just didn't have the energy, didn't have the legs to get into the box um, and sort of kill the game off in a, in a moment where somebody else may have done. So I think it's a real frustrating one. I think it's a decent point. I think I, I think they've, you know we, a lot of us predicted it would be a draw. I think me and Steve both predicted it would be a draw. Um, they're a good side, and I think it's okay for a point. And I think we're sort of in territory of we're risking an overreaction at every bad result at the moment because, you know, this team are on course for about 86, 87 points, um, which is a lot. And although ultimately you are going to be judged on this at the end of the season, judging them against the two best starts in championship history feels a little bit harsh. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the perfect game by any means. Was it just disappointing to lose two points so late in the game, Glenn? Is that the, the sucker punch? You know, if, if that goal had been like 10 minutes before, perhaps we'd, we'd be going, yeah, do you know what? It's, it's not so bad. It was it was a really weird feeling when that goal went in because, as Steve said, it wasn't like they'd been battering our goal for 10 minutes and they'd finally broken through and we were all sat there going, oh, this is coming, this is coming. It's it's an absolute nothing, isn't it? It's just a, it's just a launch forward, 
a decision by Harwood Bellis kind of not to just power the header away. He's kind of trying to cushion it down or let it drop behind him and knock it back to the keeper or whatever. Um, and then, obviously, the mistake by Bazunu, which it's, it's not the first time he's let one in low to his um, left-hand side. I think there was one at Sunderland that kind of crept under his arm as well. So uh, maybe that's something he's got to work on. I didn't really have time to get too sort of disappointed about the goal itself because it because it absolutely came from nowhere. It, it was just like, what the hell? You know, I thought, we, as Steve said, I thought we were going to sort of like canter through and, and win it. And I thought Watford were out of ideas. And, um, you know, we, we've let in basically a park football goal. And it's just, yeah, it's frustrating that, you know, the two mistakes came on top of each other um, from from two players who had played well and have been playing well mm. for a number of weeks. And uh, and it's cost us two points. But uh, I agree with um, what you said in, in the intro. If you look at the look at the teams that we're trying to catch at the moment, that's the clock tick 90. Correct me if I got this the wrong way around. Leicester were four up, Leeds were two up, Ipswich were two up. They're they're not having a nervous last five, six minutes because they are keeping the pressure on and scoring second goals, third goals, whatever, and winning comfortably. And you know, the the main thing I'd yeah, the, the mistake happened. That's what happens occasionally, obviously. But we are treading a fine line too often because we are just not you know, we're not getting enough shots on target for the amount of possession that we have in virtually any game. Now, what, what, how you judge that, you know, I don't know. But we're only, I mean, how many saves did their keeper make? We scored a goal. I remember he made one from Fraser and one from Stuart Armstrong that was straight at him. But other than that, I don't really remember him working. So that was my sort of like main take of the game is that we have to make the opposition goalkeeper work harder than what we are at the moment. Lynn Downs was a big loss yesterday, Alfie, but it sounds like he did his best to, to try and be there mm. and make himself available. That's the, the kind of commitment that you you love to hear about and read about. Yeah, he's obviously a brilliant character, isn't he? I think the, the timeline is that he was unwell on Thursday and then came back in for training on Friday and was sent home. Um, but then he drove up to um, to Watford himself separately in the car that night to stay in the hotel and be available for selection on Saturday morning. But then and woke up and he, he still wasn't feeling very well. He was feeling a little bit worse. So, yeah, it didn't work that time, but hopefully he'll be back in um, Wednesday. But I think, you know, we saw it. I actually watched the video that um, Saints uploaded for 99p, um, the Flynn Downs training video, and I'm sure that not everybody is willing to part with that money to watch that. But what you do see in that video is he he's obviously an excellent character. Um, he's somebody who is tutoring Ryan Fraser in that video and sort of telling him where he needs to be, and you know, he's played this system before. So, yeah, fair play to him for, for trying that, and he was a huge miss. I thought that Shea Charles, um, Joe Rebo, Stewie all did fine in isolation, but you just felt that the midfield, you know, it was missing something, wasn't it? It wasn't quite right, um, especially towards the end of the game, I suppose. Those legs were missed. Um, but I mean, I'm sure Glenn will mention him, but fair play to Joe Rebo for sort of taking his chance. And he, he wasn't a 10 out of 10 or a 9 out of 10, but, um, you know, fair play to him for sort of stepping up in the, in the moment. I was going to say a Rebo, yeah. I mean, he came in. He after that sub appearance last week, he, he kind of earned that chance, didn't he? And and when you saw the name on the team sheet, you went, okay, you know, Flynn Downs being out is a problem. But to be fair, a Rebo earned the right to to be in that starting lineup. And and how did he do for you? What was your your take? He did okay. He wasn't a liability, you know. Earlier on in the season, if he if I'd seen that kind of midfield lineup with him and Stuart Armstrong. I'd have thought, oh, ooh, that's a that's a little bit lightweight, and and perhaps perhaps that indeed was was what proved to be the case in the end. Because I thought, I mean, Ariba hasn't played much. You know, he's not certainly not played ninety minutes, so it's not surprising he kind of cramped up at the end and had to go off. Shay Charles obviously doesn't have many ninety minutes, you know, ninety minute performances in his locker so far. So he looked very, very tired towards the end of both halves, actually, but particularly the second half. And I, th- I think maybe we we lost the legs a little bit in midfield, but as I said earlier, that's not the reason we let the goal in. <laughs> that was just a punt up the middle. So, uh, but, you know, maybe we could have controlled the game a little bit better in that last um, that last 10. But no, I thought I thought Aribo did okay. What, what he's got over someone like Smallbone is that he's got a lot of strength on the ball. So he will... He will hold people off. There was one bit where he sort of like he got the ball in the corner and he he just sort of rolled the man and sort of barreled into the penalty area and ended up winning a corner, which I think was the chance that Adam Armstrong flicked over the bar in the in the first half, the only chance we had really. So he 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 did some good things, um, and he he certainly wasn't 
um, wasn't the liability that I was, um, I was, I would have previously thought, <laughs> you know, thought he was going to be. So yeah, he's, he's, he's kind of backed it up by having two semi-decent performances in a row now. And, um, you know, I'm not sure the balance in the midfield was quite right, but we didn't we didn't really have the choice because Smallbone wasn't ready to start and Downs wasn't there, so uh, mm. so he did okay. And last week, Steve, I know you weren't on the pod, but we talked about Che Adams needing to to step up. Now uh, he got his first goal since August, just as another transfer window creeps into view. Um, but uh, <laughs> another start for him, so yeah, that's going to give him a bit of confidence. And uh, you know, all the noise is that he's going to might be here to the end of the season, so maybe his goals could. Coming quite handy. Well, yeah, I mean, if he's going to play like he did in the second half uh, yesterday, then great. If we're going to see what we've seen basically from the start of September until the end of November, then um, I'll pass, thanks. But it's, yeah, I mean, yesterday was encouraging. Um, even at the end of the day, even if he is kind of out for himself and looking for what may be around the corner in January, at the end of the day, that's that works for us at the moment. Yeah. Because if he's putting in performances for us, then that means we're going. We we've got a better chance of winning games in the short term. If an offer comes in in January, or if something develops develops next month, then cross that bridge when we come to it and and evaluate what we've got available to us. But for now, I think ultimately he's he's our best kind of back back to um, goal centre forward. I think. I mean, I was surprised he was taken off to be honest, because. Yeah. Basically, as soon as he went off, I mean, Mara came on and actually was fine. Didn't didn't do anything wrong per se, but it just it seemed to kind of relax their defenders a little bit more. It meant that they could probably push up five or ten more yards and squeeze the space a little bit more. Whereas with him backing into them and and causing them problems, they knew that he was likely the retained possession, and they then had to worry about um, midfielders running on. Whereas Mara, that it it was he's never going to play as a back to back to goal um, sort of hold up guy. Mm. So the kind of thought process had to change a little bit. And yeah, I'd have personally, I, I would have kept him on for the, for the full 90, but I mean, let's, let's kind of give up with this idea of playing him as a left winger, please. Yeah. Just the rest of the, the front three then, Alfie, obviously um, another assist, I think for Armstrong, but Alcaraz kind of like dropping in and out of that front, three and not the best of afternoons for him was that because perhaps he was asked to do something different or was that just a case of tired legs because uh, I, th- I thought he looked a bit off it against Cardiff actually yeah I don't know I mean I think he's obviously a young lad and I think we've always, we've spoken about a few of the things happened to him this year I think you probably put down yesterday to just an off day at the end of the day just a few missed passes in the first 10-15 minutes and then maybe it's in his head and he's thinking you know I've bugged up a few things there but there was a few moments of quality from him you know you, I think I can't actually remember exactly what he did annoyingly but a couple of defensive moments as well and I felt that the I just felt the front three in general looked more natural it looked, it looked better when they put a natural wide man on moved armour slightly out because this um, I suppose where you've got Alcaraz sort of dropping in from the you know the most advanced man into the midfield, you can lose him in the game a little bit, I suppose. But whether he starts on Wednesday at Coventry or not, I'm not 100 percent sure. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see. But maybe he's one for for Saturday when we come back to Blackburn. Yeah, I was going to say, Claire. I mean, we'll get onto the Coventry game in just a moment. We we'll do Player of the Week as well. But we've got that opportunity again, haven't we, Glenn? Where we've got a game on Wednesday. You suddenly yeah. pick up some points on Wednesday. You win on Saturday, and then we could be here this time next week talking about another seven point week and and that's yeah. not a disaster yeah now the now the international breaks have all bored off for a while um <laughs> i know i know steve likes them so he gets to go to foreign countries and whatnot but clock up his um, air <laughs> yeah so now now the um now the international weeks have bored off it's um it's yeah it, it must be quite nice to to not have time to dwell on a iffy result or an iffy performance, and you you just just get on with it. You just hope it gives enough time. In this case, for Flynn Downs to recover. I mean, I don't know too much about how Coventry play. Uh, whether there will need to be any sort of like tactical switches um, to to counter what they do. Um, whether Russell Martin thinks that we'd be better off playing with, you know, a natural right and left winger rather than uh, rather than the false nine thing. Um, don't know, but. Um, yeah, it's 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 nice that it's only it's only three days away, and uh, and as Alfie was alluding to earlier on, we we can't all um, we can't ever all like overreact for uh, for very long. We've got to get our heads down. We've got another game on Wednesday, and then another one a couple of days after that. So uh, yeah, bring it on. 
I like the championship. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's do nominations for player of the week then. Just, I mean, feel free to to shout out who 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 really jumped out. I mean, Bednarek's been mentioned. I guess he's got to be one of them. Um, anybody else? Flynn Downs. <laughs> For the effort, well, his yeah. um, yeah, his, well, his importance was uh, was laid <laughs> laid pretty bare yesterday. I think I thought Walker Peters was excellent again. Yeah, I mean, other than that, I mean, it's 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 kind of bits and pieces performances from everybody. I thought, I mean, basically up until ninety ninety six minutes, I'd have I'd have put Bazunu on there as well. Yeah, Absolutely, um, yeah. he was he was excellent, but yeah, obviously that that one mistake. Um, I mean, Lots of the copybook, isn't it? Well, keep keeper making the mis- making the mistake generally ends up with a goal. So you, you don't get away with it. Yeah, you're stuffed, aren't you? Yeah, it is actually the reason I never really enjoy playing football because, like you say, you you can watch your striker miss sort of six one on ones, but the second you let a corner for your legs and it goes in, it's all your fault. Which is fair, <laughs> probably true. Corner for your legs. <laughs> <laughs> but I never enjoyed it. I gave up at eighteen for yeah. that reason. I'd say Ch- I'd say Ch- Che Adams is the only one worth a mention. Yeah. because of what what he did in the second half. Okay. All right. We've got a few names there for the pop. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Picture the scene. All of your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So on Wednesday night, it's another sold out away trip, this time to Coventry. Let's say hello to Mark, who's joining us from the All Things Sky Blue podcast to help us preview that game. Hi, Mark. How are you doing? You right? Yeah. Hi, Martin. Hi, gents. Hope you're all well. Yeah, really good. I mean, you must be absolutely buzzing after that win at the weekend. Uh, enjoyable game? Yes, I went to the game on Friday night and... Uh... Yeah, it's not nice. Always nice to beat uh, the Blues. Uh, obviously, a local derby, although kind of a, I'll say in inverted commas, a friendly local derby. Obviously, because of the you know the fact that we played at St Andrews and uh, they they helped us out in our hour of need. So I can't be too uh, harsh on the Blues, but none, nonetheless, it's it's an important three points that gets us up to 14th in the league. So a needed win um, after. Slight dis- a disappointing result against Ipswich um, the week before that. So, uh, yeah, I think at least we're going to this game with a little bit of confidence now ahead of the Southampton match. I mean, everybody seems to be beating Birmingham at the moment or, or getting a result against them. But <laughs> how, how well did they play? Were you, were you impressed with the way they played? Birmingham, I thought they were pretty poor sides, to be honest. Um, I think they're a team that um, are, are on the way down for me under Wayne Rooney. So, uh, for me as a Coventry fan, it was a great time to play them. Um so I was delighted, delighted he's still the manager there and delighted that we got the three points, obviously. Um, you got a big week as well, haven't you? Because it's Southampton and then Leeds, I think. So you got the chance to do us a favour on, on Saturday, potentially. But uh, it, it, you, you say you're going into these games with a bit of form and, and perhaps you tail up and, and maybe a little bit more confidence than you would have had. Yeah, I believe so. I think I think the thing with Mark Robbins is I think at the start of the season, we we, we, we played the similar formation that, that um, got us you know, where we were in the playoff final, where we played sort of a a 3-4-1-2 formation or sometimes a 3-5-2 formation and it didn't really work in honesty it was kind of square pegs round holes scenario so he, he changed the shape a bit so we're kind of playing 4-3-3 slash 4-5-1 so you kind of got the two strikers like Sakamoto and Haji Wright who you could argue could play as, as, as a second or third striker but also will track back and double up um, so that and that's 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 kind of been paying dividends at the moment because with the exception of the Ipswich game, we haven't conceded a goal, and we've only had I think we've had about two or three wins and a draw. So we've it's, it's certainly yielded um, some points. Uh, before that, um, there was a lot of um, you know we weren't we were we were losing games to teams we shouldn't be losing to. So there's a lot of disappointment there. But yeah, I, I think at the moment we know that. Be realistic, Southampton or or you know top side, you know they should they should be they should be where they are in the, in the league. You know top football team, lots and 
got some international players. Che Adams, obviously, is a really good striker. Adam Armstrong, we obviously played at, played at Coventry. Sort of the start of his career, had a spell with us on loan from Newcastle. Is a is a top, top striker. So, under no illusions, it's going to be a hard game. Um, but as a fan, I'm, I'm, you know, this is what the Champions about. It's a tough division. There's, there's, some, there's, some, there's a lot of good sides there. And, and hopefully we, we can get a result. But it won't be easy, of course. Am I right in saying your top scorer missed the game at the weekend as well? Is he going to be back? Matty Godden, yeah, he might be back. Um, yeah. His uh, his wife gave birth to a baby boy, um, so which is why he was missing the game on Friday night. So, um, does he start or does he not start? It's an interesting one. I thought Ellis Sims, obviously we signed from Everton in the summer, has only scored two goals, but hasn't started as many games. Um, so, good interesting decision what, which way Mark Robbins goes for this one. I, I probably think he'll probably start with um, Ellis Sims and probably try and give him a run of games because... He's kind of been in and out of the team, and I think he just needs to run a game. So I, I think he'll probably stick the same eleven for this one. You paid paid pretty big money for him as well, didn't you? Well, the most expensive sign was Hadji Wright. We paid around seven million pounds for him, and whilst he's done okay, I would say he hasn't exactly set the world alight. But the problem is, we, we sold Victor Jokeres, who was was a fantastic striker for us mm-hmm. for twenty million pounds of Sporting Lisbon, and it's always the challenge of who do you bring in? Uh, Hadji Wright as in my opinion, still got work to do. I think he's he's getting there, but he's slowly winning the fans over. But I think he's still got there's still work for him to do to really cement his place in the side and, and, and get the fans on side as well. But the fans still chant his, his name and that. So, you know, the fans are always fantastic. They get behind our players. So I can't I can't knock the fans. But I still think he's got work to do. I think his finishing could be better. Sometimes he's a little bit slow. I mean, Elias Sims other signing, I think. Some people say he's slow, but I don't necessarily think it's, it's the fact that he's slow. I just think he, he doesn't necessarily read the game as well as he should do. He doesn't anticipate the play, mm-hmm. make that movement. If you look at, um, dare I say, like Adam Armstrong, Che Adams, you know, they, they, they've played at international level, or well, certainly in Che Adams' case, he's played for Scotland at international level for a reason. And that's because, you know, they just, they're just about one or two parts. Because they ain't got anyone else. Yeah, well, there is that as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm a big fan of Chadens. I think he's. I think wherever he's been, I mean, he was a good player at Blues as well. Um, so, you know, he, he knows what a back of the net is, anyways, and as as well as Armstrong. So, you know, so I know it's going to be a tough game against Southampton, but look, I think you know we we can we do sometimes rise to the occasion against the better side. So, um, I'm not I'm not going to be too despondent about this game. Do you think there might be a few changes from from Saints outfit? I know it's, it's a strange one, isn't it? Because whenever Russell Martin spoke about it before, he didn't change the team. We thought he would, mm. and then he was talking about changing. So we were like, "Well, that must be a double bluff. It's going to be the same team." And he he pulled a couple of changes out. So I mean, this week, do, do we think there might be some changes on Wednesday? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's complete guesswork, I think. But um, you know, obviously Flynn will come back into the team. I'm pretty certain of that. And I imagine that Will Swalbone, if he's ready to start, will start as well. So it'd be Flynn and um, and Will in the midfield with Stewie, I'd expect. And I'd probably bring maybe Ryan Fraser in as well um, for for Alcaraz potentially. So maybe two or three changes. But I mean, everything else is pretty settled, isn't it? The back four isn't going to change. I was actually kind of surprised that he didn't bring Jack Stevens on in the last few minutes at Watford, to be fair, thinking about it, because he's just a bit of firefighting and he did change to a sort of a 4-4-2. He could have easily slipped that one in there. But I think um, it'd be an interesting game, wouldn't it, Wednesday? I mean, Coventry didn't just scrape past them in the FA Cup like two years ago. I think just about got past them with Willie Caballero and goal or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah, and the extra other... time win. Was it? Yeah, yeah, I think Thierry Small's 45-minute cameo. I don't think he's ever played for the club again. Um, bless yeah. him. <laughs> the other things I noticed that... Um, Callum O'Hare scored his uh, first couple of goals of the season, Mark, um, in last week. And I'm surprised that there is first couple of goals because he's somebody who I thought last year was excellent. I don't know if you agree. Oh, he's an excellent player. I think he's come back from a serious injury from last season. He uh, had a okay. knee ligament injury against Sheffield United in, on Boxing Day. So it's almost a year ago now. And um, yeah. he he's probably, that's his second, that's his second 90 minutes of the season. He's come on, he's had a lot of cameo appearances, sub, which is kind of understandable. Mm. But yeah, the Callum O'Hare we saw or I saw on Friday night was certainly the calendar here we've kind of been used to accustomed to seeing as as fans on you know like certainly last season. Um he was he was you know by far his best game for the club and um yeah he's he's looking good. Uh, his finishing's good. I think mean, he doesn't score a lot of goals though honestly. Uh, he's only scored about eleven goals for the club, yeah. uh, 11, 12 goals. So it's nice to see him get get some goals. But I think he's he, we've missed him purely because um he's that he's that link between sort of uh, our wingers and uh, you know our, our strikers as well, kind of thing. So 
yeah, I think I think he'll you know having him on form is 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 a definite uh, tick in the box for us. Do you think, Glenn, dropping those points at the weekend will mean that there there isn't a room for any slip ups this week now? So he's going to have to go kind of all out on on Wednesday night, where he, he might have been tempted perhaps to to rest one or two. He's got to go for this and and, and not think about the the other game on Saturday. Um, we've had a similar sort of setup of games to this when we played Preston midweek, and he went full Carabao in that one, didn't he? Um, where it was six or seven changes. And uh, yeah, we were tra- looking at the 11 names thinking who the hell's playing where. I, mm. I can't see him doing that now because I think things are a lot more settled. Um, I, I agree with what Alfie said, basically. I think both Downs and Shay Charles will play in midfield. Uh, other than other than that, I agree with what Alfie said. I can see Ryan Fraser come in and he's got to do a lot better than he did the last time he started a game because he was dreadful in that mm. game. So if they start him on his sort of preferred left-hand side, because um, the game he started, he was on the right, then, um, you know, then then hopefully that will uh, make us a bit more uh, more fluid going forward because that's where, obviously, we've been um, we've been struggling in the main. Looking for Che Adams to go on one of his streaks, obviously, because he's, he's always been that his entire Saints career. He's He's been the... You know, nothing in twenty games, and then six in six, sort of thing. So, get, getting a goal at the weekend, hopefully he'll um, he'll fire this weekend as well. Uh, sorry, uh, midweek as well. So, uh, yeah, look, look, looking forward to the game, and and um, yeah, as as we said earlier, we had a, a bit of a disappointment with uh, conceding the late goal at Watford, and uh, time to get it out of the system on uh, on Wednesday. It's a good game, at a good time, Steve. Really, after the weekend, do you think? Yeah, I mean, I, I think. I would imagine the players will just be annoyed, just the manner the manner in which they've they've they will basically feel they've tossed away two points. So yeah, get back, get straight back out on the pitch and and kind of point point to prove to an, to an extent, I suppose. But yeah, it's I mean, look, it's not it's not going to be easy. Two away games back to back in the space of five days mm. against sides who are whose form is is improving. So yeah, it's it's not going to be easy. I mean, I've, I think I've only seen two of Coventry's games earlier in the season. I saw the opening day game at Leicester um, where, I mean, frankly, they should have been out of sight after about 65 minutes and how they weren't three or four up, I'm not quite sure, but um, somehow contrived to lose that one. And I think there was a Monday, possibly a Monday night game against West Brom where, again, they played some really nice stuff, but basically just couldn't finish their dinner. And this is this is kind of what we're seeing in in the championship is that the strikers aren't of the same calibre. Um, whereas in the Premier League, every single chance you give away in half-decent position ends up in the back of your net. No mm. questions asked, it's just there. In this division, we saw with Brist- the Bristol City game um, the other week, uh, two massive chances for their centre-forward, and he's um, made a complete pig's ear of both of them. But yeah, this this one, I think, I mean, if, if we can... If we can just get our kind of fluidity back, we need need to need to up the tempo a little, just a fraction. I don't think I'm not one of these who like, I've heard I've heard a lot of people in the last week or so banging on saying, "Oh, I just don't find this this style of football entertaining." I mean, we're winning games of football, lads. We're yeah. we're 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 in a position where we we haven't been winning games of football for years. Yeah. Um, with fan with fans in the ground, at least we we yeah. were okay sort of tolerable for periods during COVID. But yeah, it's been a long time. I mean, just just enjoy it. Just enjoy the fact that we're winning games. And yes, it, it's it's not perfect. We've but I think we've I think certainly on certainly on Saturday in in parts we slowed the game down too much. I'm not quite sure what we were doing with various um bouts of cramp, whether they were legitimate or not. Certainly the Watford fans I spoke to after the game felt that we were we were properly sort of phoning it in in terms of the the time wasting and stuff hence the eight minutes added on but kind of looked like reasonably legitimate to me Ryan Fraser's um, one looked at the time looked quite nasty looked like he could have sort of twisted his ankle or done something properly serious so it was yeah that that's that seemed a little bit strange but I think in situations like that I just think we've got to have our have our heads in the game a little bit more um, just be a little bit more a little bit, little bit more kind of clinical. I mean, I say that we've like in front of goal, we've we've clearly not been as clinical as we should have been. Uh, Cardiff, we should have had six or seven in that game, but this game is one where I mean, Coventry give will give you chances. Uh, defensively, they've been 
I mean, recently they've been fine, but for them, I mean, looking at their looking back at their fixture list, other than Ipswich, they've played a load of sort of mid mid table to struggling sides. So you would expect a a team like them to yeah to win those games, not concede too many, and be be fairly solid. But I think our attack should pose pose different problems. But we've just got to kind of get it get it working again. These last couple of away games have been a little bit frustrating. Huddersfield was mostly garbage. Let's be let's be frank. It was stodgy. We didn't go anywhere despite playing against one of the worst sides in the league. And yesterday was marginally better, but I think that was partially because Watford allowed us the space to do it. And yet we still not created enough. So for me, the, the big thing is get more chances, create more chances. We've got to be looking to be just a fraction more positive, I think. Mark, how will how are they set up against Southampton? I mean, is, did, did you mention four three three earlier on? What sort of style are they? Would they hope to play? How are they going to try and, and get something out of the game? Uh, I'd imagine it will be a, a sort of four three three slash four five one. It's kind of how we mm. will we'll probably set up this game. I'd I would think that's 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 what we played uh, in, the, in the last match with Birmingham. Sometimes he can spring a surprise or two, Robins, and change the change ta- tactics, like he did at Ipswich, where he. Uh, he brought in Ayari, who I is uh, flattered to see a bit. He's got, we've got him on loan from Brighton, and uh, whilst he looks a good technical player, I don't think he's, in my opinion, good enough to be in our first team. But I would—that's what I'm hoping he'll, he'll go for for this game. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to get a score prediction from you as well, Mark. Before I let you go, I'm just going to go around the screen first. Uh, I think. Ben got the the one all right at the weekend, if my memory serves me correctly. Um, the rest of us um, were, were miles <laughs> off. Um, Steve, for the the Coventry game, I'll let you go first. I think it's got to be, it's going to have to be another one of our seven points from nine weeks, isn't it? And having dropped the two, um, this has got to be a win. So, one nil. Okay. Uh, Glenn? Uh, having looked at, you know, Coventry's last few games and seen that they're uh, pretty tight defensively, and knowing that Saints are going to put us all through the shredder again in exactly the same way, I'm going to go for exactly the same as um, as Steve and go for a 1-0 win. <laughs> are you going for the full house, Alfie? I mean, you must be looking forward to this trip on Wednesday night. Yeah, it'd be a cold one, I think. But um, I'm going to go for a uh, 2-1 Saints, I think. Adam Armstrong with a couple of goals. He got two against them last time, I believe. Um, so, go for that. Scoring against the old club. And Mark, score prediction from you, please. Well, I can't I can't exactly say a Southampton win. Um so I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on the fence and go for a two two draw. I think I think it'd be a tough game. I'd love to predict a cop win, but Southampton, as you as you rightly said earlier, are much tougher opposition than 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 Birmingham. So I know it's gonna be a really difficult game, but I'll be delighted to get a point. Um and that takes us into Leeds away. So I'll go two two. Yeah, well, we wish you luck against Leeds as well. Um, thanks for coming on, Mark. Thank you for the the useful insight. And uh, we'll catch up later in the season, if that's OK. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks. Good speech, you. Cheers, Mark. Now, the final home game before Christmas sees the visit of Blackburn Rovers. And, of course, at the moment, the league's top scorer. Um, that's going to be an interesting one. I think, for me, um, Alfie, it kind of comes down to uh, Leeds beat Blackburn. So we've got to do the same, right? We've, we've, this is a game that we we have to win at the weekend. He wanted a nine-point week. We're not going to get that. So it's got mm. to be seven at best. Yeah, and to be fair, although I said about, um, I feel they were in risk of overreacting to results. If you want to get in the automatics, you are going to have to make up 10 points already on the teams above. And therefore, you have to beat teams that are, I suppose, 10th and below. And I know you're coming up against Coventry when they're actually in a good run of form. So although they're in the bottom half of the table, they won't be easy. Um, but yeah, I just feel you have to win those games. But I'm interested to watch um, Sammy Smonix, to be fair, because he, he played for Bristol City for a year and a bit. And he never really got given a chance. And I thought he was never going to make it at the top level. So the fact that he's got, what is it, 14 or 15 goals 14, in the championship? 14 already? goals he's got now, yeah. yeah. Uh, and fact, and I don't it... think he's even playing as number nine. I think he's playing no. off, a, off a, a target man. So number he's 10. obviously doing something right. Yeah, so it'd be interesting to see um, who who gets the, the one over there, Adam Armstrong or Sammy. Obviously, Adam, big week for Adam Armstrong to be fair against two of his former sides. I think he signed he signed a new contract as well. So not only is he the championship top scorer, they're obviously protecting the the, mm. the asset and the value there. Um, Glenn, I think I read that they've now lost six league games at home already this season. So mm. uh, <laughs> you know the, these stats never uh, favour us, do they? Because it's kind of like right, hold my beer, here we go. But um, it's it's one that you would expect us to to get a result at, um, against Blackburn for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I I mean trying to chase down the two teams that we've got ahead of us. You have to beat sides in the middle group. I mean, if you look at the you look at the way the the table 
is, I mean, this is not rocket science, what I'm about to say here. There are four teams at the top. They will finish as the top four. Two will go up and two will take two of the other playoff places. You've then got teams between about fifth and about 18th. Coventry and Blackburn are in that group, you know, as will Watford, Birmingham until they dropped away, you know, other games we've played recently, where you have to beat them if you're serious about closing in on on Leicester and Ipswich. So I, I think we have to beat Coventry. We have to beat Blackburn. They're, they're, they're okay. I don't think either of them are as good as Watford. So, you know, we, we have to go into these games, especially the home games. You can't afford to drop anything against Blackburn at home. I mean, a draw at Coventry wouldn't be the worst result in the world, but it, it won't be a it won't be a good result. I don't think we'll be sitting there thinking, "Yeah, good point." That we have to uh, we have to go to both these games and win, and, and the home game especially against Blackburn. I mean, we've done okay in our last few home games. I think we're 100 percent since Rotherham, is it? I don't think we've dropped a point since then. So, yeah, we we have to go into that Blackburn game as as one where you know maybe that's the one where we we put a team to the sword and maybe that's that's one where we we you know we score three or four i don't know but uh but yeah they've got this goal threat obviously i mean to score 14 goals in any division by this stage of the season is um, is decent so we're going to have to watch that um probably especially as he plays off the front so that becomes sort of Flynn Downs job and it's uh a communication issue between the center backs and um, and Flynn Downs to make sure he he is picked up yeah, I mean, Coventry are half decent defensively. Blackburn don't look, you know, they've let in a lot of goals. So, yeah, I'm 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 looking for this game to be a comfortable win on the on the way to our seven point uh, seven point week. <laughs> I mean, the honest answer, I guess, Steve, is that we we shouldn't fear anybody at home at the moment, should we? The way we're playing, uh, no, we shouldn't, and I think that even counts when you're playing against. Um, the three teams who are above us. I mean, we mm. played played Leeds off the park in the first half of that game, uh, managed managed it well second. And the other two games were in that run where we were just clueless, frankly. So, yeah, I mean, I think if those if those two games were to be played now, I think we would we would have a much better idea of how we were going to approach them um, and with a lot more confidence. So, yeah, I think it's we are ultimately one of the one of the big the big fish in this in this division and yeah I mean your home games are the the bread and butter of where you have to stamp that authority uh, down on on the on the other teams in the division I mean Blackburn got a decent away record they won won five of their ten but they basically don't draw games they win or they lose so yeah it's you we, we just got to make sure we're on the um uh, handing them a, handing them another loss rather than uh, rather than another win um just Keep plugging away, and eventually, hopefully, Leicester, Leicester, or and or Ipswich are gonna are gonna stumble, and we've got to take advantage. Yeah, yeah, and I think we spoke about this last week, Len. But this is that time of the year where we're expecting perhaps Ipswich that might start to drop away, so that that makes these games even more important. We, we know that Leicester have got the squad to go to distance. We know that Leeds have the one that we're hoping start to to drop a few points is is probably Ipswich, and and the sooner the better, really. Yeah, I mean, if you know, we're we're all kind of expecting Ipswich to suddenly hit the buffers, but if they get through the Christmas period and get into sort of February March, and they're still top two, then then they're they're looking like we were in 2011 or whenever it was where we went outside the top two all season. Hmm. And um, you know, momentum's a powerful thing in football, and that's that's what we were just talking about with our with our home form. You know, we've got to got to get on a run of you know eight to ten consecutive wins at home, sort of thing. You know, like we we've got this run undefeated at the moment, but um, you know, and we we've, we've got to keep that going as well. Otherwise, we are not going to catch these. Um, these two teams at the top and obviously you've got to finish above Leeds as well so uh, so yeah it's um it's it's difficult but to you know to achieve something as sort of monumental as getting promoted to the Premier League of course it's going to be difficult so um so yeah but I I don't I honestly you know don't see famous last words here I honestly don't see us having too many problems against Blackburn but there you go that'll probably be wrong you can cut, <laughs> cut that you can probably you can cut that in, cut that into a little clip and put it on social media and make me look an idiot later 
<laughs> we are, of course, recording this before we played on Wednesday night. So, you know, we're assuming that everybody gets through Wednesday unscathed and, and then we have a, a fairly positive result to take into the weekend. So you never know. Let's do a few score predictions. I don't know. There's not a lot we know really about Blackburn, I guess. I mean, Steve, you've, you said that you've kind of nailed your colours to the master, either win or they lose. So I assume you're not going to go for the draw. No, I think I'm just going to plan for the home home win again i think i think we're we're good we've got a plan at home teams are coming now to st mary's and not finding obvious uh ways to hurt us which i mean notably norwich less um norwich leicester and ipswich did earlier in the season so yeah i think we're going to be spending more more time on on the ball and in the opposition half and Blackburn defensively, is, as has been pointed out already, pretty ropey this season. They score a few, but if we keep it relatively tight, I mean, we're, we've improved hugely in the last um, eight to ten weeks on that. If we keep it tight, then we've got enough at the other end that when it, as long as we do create enough chances, then, yeah, we're, we're going to win the game. So, yeah, 2-0 for me. Is this when we finally put someone to the sword, Alfie? You're nodding. Are you going to go for for two nil as well, or do you think maybe three? No, I think um, any team that loses three one to Shepherd Wednesday, albeit under a bit of a Danny Roll revolution, you <laughs> have to sweep aside. Um, so I, I'm going to go for. A, I'll say with the same result. I'll go for three one win. Okay. And early goals, Glenn, is that the key? What What, what do you think? What's prediction from you? Uh, yeah, um, because I care deeply about the um, prediction competition. I'm, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna slightly um, you know rock the boat here. I think this this is the game where um, where it all where it all works, and we win four one. Wow. Nice. Okay. Nice. All right. Cool. All good. Uh, if you are watching along live, of course, you can stick your predictions in the comments because it's uh, it's always good to see those. Another couple of bits just before we finish. Alfie, I wonder if you could just update us on on Don Ballard and the, the injury because I know that you spoke to Russell Martin about that this week and uh, it's going to be a, a bit of a long road ahead. Yeah, that's um, it's a massive blow, isn't it, really? When you actually sit down and think about the numbers, you know, Russell Martin said it's, it's the average time out for this patella surgery is you know, between nine and 12 months. And that's proven, you know, provided nothing bad happens in between now and then as well. So, you know, he's going to be, he's going to be 19 years old by the time he's back playing football again. And it's a long time to be out. So I feel for him. And um, he went and had surgery with a specialist in London uh, on Wednesday and it all went well. It all went fine. So that's good news. Um, but yeah, it's just going to be such a long road back for him. Um, and the, the thing that I noticed when I shared it was so many Reading fans were uh, all over it, sharing it. And they were just saying about, you know, what a player they thought he was, um, you know, for, for a young lad who's, who's still not that big to, I suppose, make an impact at League One, albeit not scoring six or seven or eight goals. Um, it's credit to him. So, yeah, I think everybody will be fully behind him. Um, he'll have all the support he needs as I think there's no doubt about that. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a long road for him. So, fingers crossed. It's always bad news, isn't it, Glenn, when you hear that? But as Alfie says, he's going to have all the support that he needs there. And, yeah. and you know, often they, they these players do come back stronger. It's an occupational hazard, isn't it? I mean, I mean it's an extreme way of getting away from playing for Ruben Sayers and that, um, <laughs> you know, there are other ways he could have chosen to get out of that. It was just starting round. to click as well, wasn't it? He was just starting to get a bit more game time. I don't follow it particularly yeah. closely, but it felt like he I was mean, just I'm, starting to... No, I'm not, I'm not making light of the situation. It's a horrible thing to happen to anybody at any stage of his, any stage of your career. But I, I guess in some ways be, being that, that young uh, means you, you, you know, you're, you're stronger and you will, you will recover. Um, probably slightly more quickly than uh, mm. than you would do if you were at the twenty eight twenty nine sort of age range. So, uh, so yeah, I mean it's it's an unusual injury. I've not really heard of another player sort of like having this one. It's usually obviously ACLs and and things like that. But uh, so yeah, so you just, Fraser, Fraser you Forster just... had had a patellar injury, but that was the tendon around it, wasn't it? I think. Oh yeah, that was when he he just sort of swiped at a ball that was. Played across yeah. him, didn't he? It was and like he'd been shot from the stand, wasn't it? Like a sniper mm. shot him. He just uh, yeah. Down. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen the incident where Don Ballard went down, so I don't know how he did it. Whether it was in a tackle or whether it was nowhere near him or anything like that. But uh, yeah, you just got to hope he comes back with um, with with no setbacks and uh, and uh, it it's managed very very carefully. But I think um, you know, obviously, with him not being a first team regular for us. There's no need to rush him back into anything. So hopefully he's given given the time to recover and uh, and everything works out well for him. Did you catch the women's FA Cup result today, Steve? 
Yes. Um, yeah, lo- lovely little win in the South Coast derby. Uh, <laughs> um, away, at, away at Pompey. 2-1 win. Sound, sounded from, from all the post-match reaction that we made a little bit of heavy weather of it. But end of the day cup football is just about getting the result and and they've done that so yeah in, into the hat for uh for round four um happy days yeah all good uh last week i mentioned that as it was christmas we're doing shout outs for anybody who leaves us a five-star rating and review on apple podcasts <laughs> so uh Thanks for yours, Alfie. Um, really uh, much appreciated. Uh, there were some others as well. Paul from afar says, I enjoy the feeling of home this podcast brings, which is nice to hear. He says, I work across Asia and this helps me feel connected to the South Coast. I wish I could give you more than five stars. Keep up the good work. So thank you, Paul. Uh, Fergus Martha says, uh, I'm a relatively new listener, um, but I've been a fan for 30 years. My 12-year-old son is now a big fan as well. Has only been to two games, Leicester at home in 2019 and Chelsea at home in 20- 2022. So he's seen Saints concede 15 goals and he's never seen a score. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, also hello to the uh, the Gambian Saints uh, who left us a review as well. So thank you for your kind comments and your support. Uh, again, uh, anybody who leaves us a review and a rating this week will get a shout out on the podcast next week. So just have a look for Total Saints podcast uh, and leave us a rating and a review. Um, thank you for joining us this week. Uh, thanks again to Peter Self Drive as well for sponsoring this episode they offer cars vans trucks and minibuses for flexible short-term or long-term rentals with a 24-hour drop-off service as i mentioned at the start they're offering tsp listeners 10 percent off all the rentals with the code total saints that's all one word you can use the code when booking online or you can quote the code if you're booking over the phone you'll find out more if you head to pitterselfdrive.co.uk or give them a call on 02380 Four seven four double four three. Don't forget you can follow Total Saints Podcast on all the social media platforms. We are at Total Saints Pod. We do enjoy hearing from you throughout the week. You can drop us a DM if you like, or you can email us via the website if there's something to share. And we're also on Patreon. That's where you can find out more about supporting the podcast with your monthly contribution. Just visit patreon.com forward slash Total Saints Podcast. There are four tiers on there, ranging from £5 to £20 per month. And each of the tiers comes with those different perks, including some weekly shout outs for the patrons in our Francis Benali and our Mick Shannon tiers so thank you to Dave Melton, Mark Atkins Andy Hollis, Anthony Thompson Saints in Exile, Gavin Ford, James Harron, Nikki Nicholson, Southampton NY and Drew Dyer who are in our Francis Benali tier and also thanks to Colt Baker, Dave Ernsberger, Ed Busy Nick Higston, Phil Cook, Matt Rose Nick Reed, Paul Stewart Phil Horshrop, Matt Hall, and now Mark Littlewood as well in our Mick Shannon tier. Thank you, Steve. Uh, Thank you, Alfie. Thank you, Glenn. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you again next week. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.